the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. For no matter how far away you roam. When you long for the sunshine of a friendly gaze. For the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. Carpenter. That Karen Carpenter sure sounds like her. All right. They were so, so popular, the Carpenters were. And, of course, Karen Carpenter starved herself to death, literally. Uh, she had, uh, did she have bu- bulimia? Was it bulimia she had? I think it's anorexia. Anorexia. They both lead to the same place. All right. But, uh, yeah, that was that's a really sad story. Uh if you've ever ever taken time to read it, people who have eating disorders, uh, it is very, very tough on them and tough on their bodies, to be honest with you. All right, so uh, I've got we've got all kinds of things to talk about today. Uh, the big story right now, and we'll have more on it coming up at about 7.35. For you that are traveling to work, make sure you tune back in because we're going to uh, have Congressman French Hill on. He's supposed to be calling... Probably from the cloakroom. Sounds so secretive, doesn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, he'll be calling us to talk about this new Corona uh, relief, uh, uh, COVID-19 relief package, which includes, just so you'll all know, uh, a $600 per person payment if you make under $75,000 a year uh, for Americans. So that that's on... That's on the docket today, so we'll see what's on there. I want to talk to the congressman about, uh, I have been asked constantly about um, the whole deal dealing with uh, being taxed business for PPP. Democrats want to tax them. Oh, you mean get, get rid of the sales tax out of it? Oh, no, no, no. No, if you got money, it will be added to how much money you made during the year to be taxed. Oh, all right. Oh, it'll count as income. Yes. Because they're receiving it. From yes. Them. Now, even Democrats. Even though it's being spent. The Democrats have that. Uh, but the Republicans didn't. Last Wednesday, when we had the congressman on, he said if the Republican version of this bill passed, businesses would not have to pay taxes on that money. But if it was the Democrats version of the bill, they would. So we will see. Now think about this for a second. Here, here's the key about all of this. That's money to replace money that you lost if you're a business person because the federal government imposed regulations yes. upon you that caused you to close down your business. Or, or to, to so now extra they can't. You know, the, they can't. They can't give up their money as they like to think well, about it. It's their money, so they're going to go ahead and as far as the democrats are they're going to t- 
tax you for that money that was given to you. Now, if that's the case, it only makes sense to me that perhaps we haven't been told that the $1,200 we each got might end up having to be Taxes declared well. so as income. Take some of it back. Yeah. You, you, you might as well get ready for that and, and mm. pre-plan your taxes. Yeah, I'm, for that. I'm, we'll, 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 talk, well, we'll talk to well, the congressman and see what he has to say about well, it. Well, that, and then, then you just have a lot of regulations that are shutting shutting businesses down or mostly shutting them down. Uh, you know, yeah, that, there won't what, be anybody what, left to pay at, taxes. At what point are these people going to end up suing the federal government or the state or local governments for um, like an eminent domain type case where you have um, governments basically taking your property temporarily for the public good? And, and so it's it's it could be many tens of thousands of dollars for a single business or hundreds of thousands of dollars for a single business. You heard the gentleman, business. the gentleman in California, he's a veteran. He was a veteran and uh, um, a combat veteran. Mm-hmm. And he was telling the city council, I forget which city it was, he's telling the city council, look, guys, y'all better buckle up and buckle down because this is getting serious. And uh, we're, we're banding together and we'll work with the police or we'll work without the police, but we're mm-hmm. not taking this anymore. No, you're talking and he about. issued them an ultimatum. Talking about burning down their businesses and stuff. Uh, well, he's talking about them closing the businesses, oh, not oh, allowing oh, oh. businesses to uh, to uh, open and yeah, operate. showing up and, yeah. and and being no, told, no, no, no. He's you know, totally the opposite down. of that. You saw, you see the one uh, gym owner that owes a million dollars in fines. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it on the front end. <laughs> incredible, oh, wow. absolutely incredible. That's uh, that's just the kind of stuff that uh, it's got to be. What is Challenge. it about small businesses that they so loathe and hate that, uh, you know, well, they're, a lot harder they're coming after small? Listen to the words. It's small. A, it's a lot harder to control, and also it's a lot harder to get get campaign contributions from them, perhaps. And so the thing is that it's a lot easier. I don't easier, think there's any perhaps to it. It's a lot easier for government to, to um, control and be controlled by gigantic organizations. Oh, yeah. sure. so what, what is the average American person, the average guy and Joe that are listening to this show right now, they don't know what to do to stop their government from doing what they're doing to these small business owners. No. I know that they don't like what they see is happening, although there are people. You're out there. If you're one of them, you're as nutty as the most nut fruitcake yeah. out there that believe that they have the right to shut down businesses like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing is that so small. They don't, they don't consider that they have the right to decide whether – they want to go to that business yeah. or not. Right. Yeah. That's sort of like the smoking issue or whatever else. Like, if you don't like it, don't go. That, that's that's part of the thing is that, yeah, smoking is a, health, freedom. It, it is a health issue, just like maybe yeah. coronavirus is a health issue. And a lot of other things are health issues. If you don't like the way the store provides safety for their customers or whatever you may call it, just choose not to go. Pick a different restaurant. If you don't like smoking, which I don't like smoking. Yeah, I can choose somewhere else to go, or I can cook at home. Oh, what's so much better is when conservatives would call me and say, "But Dave, I like I really there. like their food. <laughs> they should have to feed me." What are they, your slave? And you call yourself a conservative? <laughs> They're just conservative socialist. Yeah, it's, it's it, scary. It, it is frustrating, though. We've got people that that think they have principles, and the reality is they just like they just like cool things. They just, they just like what they want. And they want government to force it on other people. Yeah, until it comes to them. their stuff, yeah, right? And so, stuff. so now some of that is actually coming home to roost. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about and, it. And so you've got well, you've what's got, coming home to roost is it. For instance, these cities that are closing down and things, uh, businesses are suddenly saying, wait a second, federal government, 
we need you to give us money because we're not getting enough tax money in to take keep our businesses open. That is the number one problem I have with this relief COVID relief package. It's is not they're there. bailing it's out. It's not these. in there. They're yet. trying to bail these. Uh, that, that's not in there. Well, it was in a previous one. Previous, yeah, yeah, and they, it was in a previous and one. Republicans stood up and, and said, "Not only no, but hell no, we're yeah, not. We're well, not paying." They better keep saying. That's a bizarre yeah. thing, though, because what do you do when you've got a certain percentage of the country that's, de- that's basically been shut down and said, "Well, you're not you're not going to be productive anymore." But guess what? We're still spending money like crazy, and so. What happens if consumption continues, where we keep we keep eating, we keep burning fuel, we keep buying stuff with this free money that the government's handing out, hmm. but we're not producing? It ain't free. Keep no. in mind, please keep in mind, it's not free. It ain't free. And keep in mind, the government is not their money. It ain't their money. Yeah. Well, it doesn't exist anyway. But the, but the thing is, though, that when you continue to consume, but you're not producing, yeah. at some point, the supply runs out. As long as you have printing press, well, no, 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 no. don't even the, the need money, that the anymore. May not Just run. need a well, that's true. Well, that the, is true. The fiat dollars may not run out, <laughs> yeah, but but, yeah. but the stuff we buy with those fiat dollars that's can, can run, run out. out. Yeah. That, you can't print that. You can't print food. I, I think that's the that's uh, as I see it. That's the number one thing people are not understanding. And they say, you know, the government's going to give us checks, and I don't have to, to work to buy. And what? thinking, okay, where are you going to buy this at? Because if the government closes down everything, right. pretty it, soon the pipeline is going to dry up. Right. There will not be any products to buy. buy. All right, let's hear from Tracy. She's out in Mountain View. Hey, Tracy, how are you? Oh, I'm just all, I'm all in a tiz right now, just <laughs> listening to this conversation y'all got going on. What's up? Well, so, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like y'all have moved on. Y'all just assumed that we're, we, uh, this election is over and all of this other stuff is going to happen, that the lockdowns are going to continue, they're going to be extended, that, um, all of these places that are shut down, all these people who are having their jobs and their businesses and their livelihoods taken care of them so that they can shift the entire economy over to, what, the top 10 or 20 corporations in America. I mean, is that where we are right now? We're getting I'm there. Wondering. I mean, we're getting there. The election basically, okay. I think that most people now, even the president himself, although he would deny it, knows that the election is over there there's okay there's there's no I would, very very few places to turn now tracy just to be honest okay i would wager to say that the bulk of the people who are listening to your show right now do not agree with you okay i'll That's just fine. leave it there well that that's fine i would wager can, to say that they do not agree with they did not vote for this they knew exactly where this country was going to be going. What the, about the things that you're discussing but, right now? They did not vote for this. Okay, and, they, and I, I don't disagree with it. I didn't vote for it. I voted against it. I voted for Donald Trump. All right, but about fifty percent of the the other other fifty percent of the country did vote for this. That's, that's the whole point that I'm trying to make, Doc. What's that? Hey, Tracy. The whole point is that they did not vote for it. Hey, Tr- some did. The vote, yeah. the some vote did. Is not accurate. I'm is not, my point. I'm not. I'm not here to just give uh, to the people who voted like me uh, what's going on. I'm telling you what's happening right now. 
And as things are working out, this is not going to end good for the president. Whether it's accurate, whether the vote counts were accurate or not, it, it, it looks like that that Trump is going to have to get out of the White House. Whether we like it or not, whether it was fair or not, whether it was legal or not, uh, it looks like it. But may, maybe there's a, a another Trump card coming around the corner. Yeah, which right. I hope he's got yeah. something. I, I'm going to hold out until the absolute yeah, very absolutely. end on that. I mean, I, I, I just, I just, I'm not going to give in. Not one little bit but here's here tracy we're trying to stimulate people to say don't just lie down and take it we're doing actually doing the opposite of what you're saying but that's how it sounds that's how it's coming across to your audience is that y'all are just you're ready to move on no what i'm saying is the guy who owes a million dollars in fines who is trying to save his business he is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that his vote was not stolen away from him. And I and Tra- Americans Tracy, are mi- going to do that. You you misunderstood what I was saying. All right? You misunderstood what I was saying. All right, I'm my producer's going absolutely <laughs> ape crazy right now saying that I got to shut Stay up in the fight, and I got I got to take a break. <laughs> Let me just say that what you think I was saying I didn't say. I did not say it. But I didn't wait. say stop. Yeah, we want to, we want people to stand up and get a backbone. Yeah, all right, we got to get yeah, we got to get a break. We'll pick it up again here in ourselves. just a moment. I'll pick it up in just a moment. Let me ask you just a second: Have you ever been stuck in the position of wanting to sell your home and can't? Whoever you went out and got, whatever realtor you went out and got, couldn't pull it off for you. Like Joe and Paula, okay, they live over uh, here in Little Rock. And uh, for over a year, they have been listed with two different agents, uh, and they couldn't sell their house. The stress was mounting because they had already moved into a new home and were now paying two mortgages. They uh, contacted Dustin Turner, who I've been telling you about over the last few months, and uh, he shared his aggressive marketing strategy with them and the recommendations for selling their home. And once their home listed... There were multiple views. The plan worked. Within a few weeks, they received an offer for the full asking price. That's the way this all works. So, you know, call the realtor that I would call if I were selling my home right now. And that's Dustin Turner. He is uh, the home team brokered by EXP Realty, uh, Realty and can give you an instant cash offer if you'd like to. No large hidden fee, uh, fees as well. And uh, can turn his marketing program uh, on to your particular problem and try to solve it. So uh, call him at 501-952-2969. It's 501-952-2969. Don't have two mortgages. Don't do that. That's it's not good for your pocketbook. I'm telling you. Uh, go online as well at hometeamsoldit.com. That's hometeamsoldit.com, and then you can start packing and get on with your life. All right. For Tracy, I want to go back to what she was saying. We are not saying that uh, we should give up fighting. I would expect the president to – I'm hearing that the president's trying to take this up to the Supreme Court again, mm-hmm. uh, maybe as early as today, dealing with Pennsylvania. I agree with fighting like that constantly. But everybody must understand 
the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Uh, As far as the Supreme Court is concerned right now, the electors have met and they have voted. So constitutionally, they are moving along the way that the Supreme Court would expect them to move along. Now, the next time this comes up is going to be, what is it, the 6th of January? January 6th. The Congress Congress will, at that point, have to cast their votes if they're going to accept uh, this election. Right now, the Democrats control the House, so you know that's going to happen. And over in the Senate, I don't think that they have enough people on the Senate side uh, to back up the president. As, As sad as I am to say about that, I mean, Mitch McConnell has been pretty clear about uh, let's move on and get this over with and and, and get this transition done. Um, I don't know where it goes from there. I'm not enough of a constitutional scholar to tell you where it goes from there. I'm worried about small businesses in America. That was the thing that I was trying to impress upon you. And that is this new COVID-19 relief package that's coming in Uh, We're going to have Congressman Hill on, and I want to know if this is the Republican version of it, which would not tax businesses for the money that they're getting through the PPP. Um, Right now, uh, if it's the Democrat side that they take, they're going to have to add that to their taxes. They're going to have to pay taxes on it. That's kind of weird, though, because... Regardless of where gross income comes from, if you will, generally speaking, if you spend it for legitimate business expenses, i.e. protective equipment, whatever it might be, if it's spent, well, you don't pay taxes on that money because it's already it's a, it's a legitimate business expense. But if they're actually going to tax you on it, does that mean that it literally goes to the bottom line and skips past the gross income stage we will ask the that's, congressman that's all right i mean I, that's all i can tell you yeah, all right i, mean, I don't have that information that's why i have the congressman on and, and i'd also like to we can talk to talk to him about this as well they're going to extend the thing with landlords not being able to evict that's their tenants correct for for not for not for non-payment okay i, I maybe kind of understand the the nature of maybe moving is going to have some issue with possibly spreading disease but if you're going to force us to, to let them rent for free, you better pay us. I didn't see anybody mention that landlords were going to be paid for no. the rent that they were not going to receive. And, and that's and that's the thing is that this is an eminent domain. They're taking our property from us. Yeah, it, it's it's trespassing by the federal government. Well, so, so I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to ask that question. Yeah. So that's part of the, the, the whole issue that we were talking about, and that is that you can't, as I mentioned about the, the man in California, uh, we can't just sit on the sideline and, and let just let the government do anything it wants. So, well, yeah. you know, wherever you live, if, if you're not getting involved with your local authorities mm-hmm. where you are, you know, getting involved there, going to your city council meetings, you're in all the rest and, of these and, things. And, so it's, and, and with the gym owners, the restaurant owners yep. and whatever else. So they're being shut down, not allowed to, to, to serve their customers. Landlords are required to continue to serve our customers in addition to not being paid. Right. And so they're still using up our properties or tearing stuff up, perhaps, or or just normal wear and tear without payment. And they know it. And and then maybe in another four, five, six months, whatever it might be, 
Um, we've got 10 seconds, I think. Yeah, we're out of time. <laughs> time for your news. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so I got you upset in the first half hour. All right, I've been known to do that. Haven't I, Heidi? I've been known to get people upset. Uh, I'm not trying to upset you. I'm just tell, I'm telling you the way I'm seeing it happening and unfolding. The Supreme Court has shown that they don't want to get involved into this. You know, they have shown that they do not want to get involved into all of this. So let me talk a little bit more about that in just a second. First of all, let me tell you about this COVID-19 vaccine clinical research study that they're doing. Uh, They're still getting people for this. They need your help. Uh, If you want to help them research an investigational vaccine for COVID-19, all you have to do is uh, very easily just call them. Uh, 501-954-7822. No insurance is required on your part. Uh, You'll have access to no-cost study-related care. You'll have the opportunity to help advance COVID-19 research. The number again, 501-954-7822. Online, the letter C is the number 19, and then vaccine study. That's all one one word, c19vaccinestudy.com, and you can get involved. You can find out if you're eligible. If you're an adult, you're in good or stable health, you should be able to qualify. That phone number, one more time, 501 954 7822. I'm going to have to get hold of dear, uh, Dr. Terry Yamauchi, uh, who we had on last week. I'm having him back on this week, see if he come on for a half hour and uh, tell us, um, you know, with this new strain that they're starting to talk about, does the vaccine that Pfizer and Madura and, and uh, AstraZeneca has got into their part three uh, clear, uh, clearance right now? Uh, are are those going to be good against that strength? Hmm. In other words, is it is it ba- is there some basic biology there that the that the vaccine is going to stop, and it doesn't matter uh, what's going on with the vaccine as it as, the virus, it changes. as it as it changes and mutates? Yeah, it's it's they said it's mutating and making itself more virulent, about seventy percent more hmm. virulent. It, it It is not making itself more, uh, you know, it's not killing. It's, it's just becoming higher. More, more contagious, Easy, Easier to pass. pass. That's that's what they're saying. Okay. All right. So I, I, I told you I, I got you kind of upset about all of this. And, and let me, again, I, I just want you to know, and here's the point that I'm trying to make. Americans are out working their tails off right now trying to keep themselves above water. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have lost their jobs. People are are treading water as viciously as they can to be able to try to uh, keep a roof over their head, food on their table. And with that all going on, here's what happens. You hear about small business. You hear about some of these other uh, issues and you're saying, I don't have time to consider it right now. I'm worried about where I'm at right mm-hmm. now. And I know that people go, well, wait a second, Dave. People think about the... For the most part, they don't. Mm-hmm. If they did, 
we wouldn't be at the position we're at right now. There's right. some of you out there that don't want to see businesses closed down. They're, they're like Paul and I and, and Iverson. And we want you to make up the mind whether you want to go to a business or you don't want to go to a business. Um, this, is, this is the same argument I had when Governor Huckabee passed no smoking in restaurants. That wasn't, as far as I was concerned, his authority to do that. Outside his jurisdiction. I, I have the authority to decide whether I'm going to walk into a into a, a restaurant and work. And I and I heard, well, what about the people who work there? They don't have to work there, right? It's it's that simple. It they is. don't have to work. It there. really is. And that's the thing is that there's there's so many different things. Let people choose. And, and, and you know, I, I've not done, in this country any longer. I, I, <laughs> I'm just telling you, Paul. Right. I know. I know. We're, we're, I, we're I hear you. We're a bunch of wimps. But, well, we're we are. The minority. Yeah, I mean, but people need it the used right to be to the majority, choose. not any longer. What, what We're the minority. Up, what is up with this? The Democrats tout this was well, the right to choose. It's, it's pro-choice. No, you're not pro-choice. You just want to kill kids. Yeah. yeah. You, you, what is wrong with you people? They 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 they, they, they claim to be pro-choice, but it's only in regards to killing unborn children, not in regards to actual meaningful choice. Uh, what is wrong with these else. people? Yeah. Take yep. your choices. You have the choice to have sex or not. G- give That's people, what I give, always tell people. Yes, give people choices. Let, let or us use choose. birth control or not use birth control. Let us choose what we decide is an acceptable risk. What are acceptable losses? I'm, look, I'm looking up at Fox right now, and here's the story they're talking about. Timeline of Hunter Biden's China dealings. You want to know something? I don't care. Uh-huh. That, that story, I don't care. And I think the, the fact. a lot of you people don't care. <laughs> what you're caring about right now is feeding your family, about keeping a job, about, uh, you know, trying to secure still a piece of the American dream while it's still available. <laughs> and, and we don't, <laughs> The dream we don't, is turning to a nightmare. And, 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 it's not, and it's not a reasonable consolation prize for government to say, well, We'll allow well, you to well, do this. Or, or, well, yeah. we're, we're going we're gonna to give you a $600 check or a $1,200 check instead of your liberty. Keep your blasted money. I want my liberty. Liberty. Keep it. Keep your money. I don't want it. I don't want this stupid, fake, plastic, fiat $600 goes how far? Yeah. Well, is that two gallons of milk <laughs> Two now? gallons of milk. No, <laughs> two gallons of gas. I saw gas. Is, so. ga- gas now is very close to being... Two dollars a gallon. Well, it's going to head back up with Biden shutting down. Oh yeah, uh, that's you know, going. That's all, going. Going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. We're going to be back up to three, four, five dollars a gallon. Might do it. And then the pinch really comes. Well, I'm right. just telling you, pinch is really your credit card will only go so far. You do have a limit on your credit card, whether you like it or not. You do have a limit on your credit card. Well, it's back to the. It really is back to the basis when you, basis when you're talking about government. That if we don't have citizen involvement, that's that's all of you out there listening. If we don't have citizen involvement, you leave people to to their own devices in Washington D.C. and their own devices will become their well, vices. And part of the pro- problem, part of the problem is that we've got citizens. They're somewhat involved. They want free stuff. They're a bunch of selfish jerks. They're, they're instead of, <laughs> instead of calling their government officials and saying, "Hey, scale back, go home, stop bothering us." They say, it's I want more handouts. Happen, I know. They're a bunch of Americans. Have human become, nature. It is a human nature. It's, it's, here's it's, here's it's the human key nature. for me is that I understand businesses demanding something from the federal government here because it's been taken from it them. has not been 
through any fault of their own, mm-hmm. that they're finding themselves in the positions that they're they're in. And I totally you, understand you've that. Got, you've got a governor, mm-hmm. and I'll just say here in Arkansas as well, that stands up and says, hey, we got to stop this virus. And, uh, you know, he could any day say, we're going to cut it back to 30% in the, in the restaurants. restaurants again. You know, he, he could just, he could or, just or, buy fiat. Or, or we could say... Let people, do, you know, make, make their, their own decisions. Right. And, and, and if you want to take a chance and go eat in a restaurant with someone sitting right next ha- to you, and that's what should happen. Then, then do it. But but when the government comes in and says you have to shut down your business or you have to cut down to twenty five percent or thirty percent or whatever it might be, okay, I think the government owes that business a check. This is not a welfare. This is not a sp- stimulus. Because thing. that this is money is, owed, and that's your, your your government. They're doing it. They're using your money, your money, to give to those businesses to help bail them out a little bit to the decisions that they've made that those businesses must follow. It's and it's a it's and, basically and that is a that is a problem and you have to come to grips is it right for the federal government to take your money and give it to somebody or is it it seems like to me the the better way would be to say if you want to go to that business and get serviced by that business you can do that right and, that, and that's the and that's, 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 that's it right there that's, that's the thing is that you know, if, if you think it's appropriate for the government to, to stop these businesses from operating then you need to be willing to open your checkbook and write these businesses a check for st- for shutting their business down yeah and that's the thing hey on, on wednesday it will be two weeks since i had christian on here the uh, owner of a brand new business here in uh, Central Arkansas, called St. Clarity Residential Cleaning. All right, we had her on talking about it. And I made mention to you guys that I think this is a really cool Christmas gift. For 150 bucks. really it's 300 It's like $200 for a, a home uh, that's 1,500 square foot or less. For her to do her her job, or three hundred dollars for over fifteen hundred, and what we're doing is we got with them and we bought up a bunch of uh, certificates, and we're going to sell them for fifty percent. So here's guys, here's the gig. All right, this is this is a cool deal. If you got one of those smaller homes, fifteen hundred square foot or less, for a hundred dollars. You can buy a certificate and give it to your wife for Christmas. And that'll take care of a couple of weeks of cleaning. <laughs> or if you got a bigger house, uh, you can spend $150 and get, uh, get your bigger house cleaned uh, by these professionals. They come in and, and, and do what Christian said is deep cleaning. I know, I know, ladies, you clean the house and a lot of you work and stuff. I will hazard a guess that you don't do the same kind of cleaning that these folks do. They will really clean your home. Also, if you're suffering because there's been bad things that have happened, um, you know, you've had death in your family, uh, and and it's kind of paralyzed you, you're depressed, you don't want to clean, well, they'll help you out as well. They'll work it out with you. Because a lot of people get depressed like this, and they don't want anybody in their house. Yeah. Well, maybe they want just a certain area of their house clean. They'll work with you. This is something that 
that uh, the owner is very, very big on, and that is to take care of the people who are suffering from, I'm going to put this way, mental anguish. So how do you go about getting these certificates? It's really easy. You just call 501-404-6560. It's 501-404-6560. Talk to Chuck. Talk to Chuck. Not Chucky. Chuck. You want to talk to Chuck. All right. You don't want to, you don't want to turn Chucky loose on your house. All right. You know, talk to Chuck and he can take your credit card information right over the phone and you can get one of these certificates or you can come right by where we're at here at 415 North uh, uh, McKinney, right across from the Catholic High School, Boys High School, seventh floor, come to Salem, pay for it with a check or cash, and they'll give you the the uh, uh, certificate. So keep that in mind. Get your house clean, man. Give it to your wife for uh, for Christmas. She'll really like that present. Seriously, will like that present. Who we got over there, Heidi? Who do, who wants to talk to us? Let's take a break first. We got to take a break. Okay, I've been told. You hear? You hear what she said? I follow what she says. We'll take a break, and if you're waiting, you hang in there. Eight two three zero nine six five, and we'll talk to you when we come back. All right, we're here on the Dave Ellswick show, and I'm, I'm trying seriously not to upset people. I, I really don't want to, but. At this time in our country, you should be somewhat upset. If, you, if you're not what's upset, going on. it's something wrong. It's well, something it wrong. probably means that, you know, you're treading water so hard that you don't have any, you know, time to pay attention to what's going on around you. That's, and, that's, and that's why what, people that's listen they, to this show that's what, uh, Yeah, that's what politicians depend on. Yes, they do. Is that people are so busy living, you know. That uh, they're not paying attention to what they're doing. So, so, and and this is where we end up. No. Okay, I'm I'm finding that we we're going to go down to Louisiana. Got a got a caller from Louisiana. Hey, how you doing? Hey guys, good. Listen, a um, couple of things. Uh, you're right. You tied in the smoking. Finally, nobody did that. That was a great door to open it all up. Thank you, thank you, Mister Huckabee. I remember that. Yep. And uh, take take a look, folks, at the Hong Kong flu article in the New York Post, posted May 16, 2020. Hong Kong flu, New York Post, May 16, 2020. And this is just total lawlessness. We can't go into this kind of debt. We can't have this kind of lawlessness. But until we, the citizens, are willing to do something, like, uh, you know, we continue ordering from Amazon. We continue buying new cars. We continue, you know, the same old habits. Yep. And uh, God forbid, uh, when you think about how much the uh, the small differences there are in the parties, they've both been playing the power game, and they're both using us. And I look at, uh, for instance, the projection that our ultra-liberals use. A couple of months ago, one of them said, we can't let Trump go in. He'll make a deal and give Alaska back to the Russians. (laughs) Think where their minds are going. But thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Thank you very much. So let me give you what I think is going going to cause a big hue and cry, but nothing will happen because of it. 
Just going to tell you right now, nothing's going to happen about right. it. And that is, as healthcare workers and the elderly began receiving the long-awaited COVID-19 vaccine last week, the EEOC released an updated guidelines clarifying, you ready? Employers can require vaccination when it becomes widely available in most cases. What's that mean? It means this. You don't want to take COVID-19 vaccination? You might get fired. You don't and have a job. you might have to leave your job because employers have the right to tell you you must be vaccinated. The EEOC, which enforces employment laws like the uh, ADA, that's the Americans with Disabilities Act, said on Wednesday that a vaccination does not constitute a, quote, medical examination, which employers are barred from forcing. Because of that, employers can require their workers to get the vaccine except in specific instances, such as a worker who has a religious belief that prevents them from getting the vaccine. And before a lot of you run to Google find, trying to find out what those uh, specific religious beliefs are, you better have been living by those religious <laughs> beliefs for quite some time before they grant you the ability to uh, say that you have those religious so, so, beliefs. So, so are we saying that... <clears throat> Uh, you know, the government is saying the businesses can't make their own decisions, and now all of a sudden they're they being can. benevolent and they can make their own decisions uh, to require uh, this, that, and the other. What is this thing about? I don't guess I've ever heard this before about government or about businesses not being able to require their employees to get some sort of a medical examination. examination. Well, truckers do that all the time. You have to get a, you have to get a, a health certificate or whatever. You can require a examination. On in some instances, some instances, for instance, I think if you have really bad diabetes, mm-hmm. you will not be allowed to drive a truck. Yeah, I wouldn't want a, a, a pilot flying a plane who has heart because, problems well, either. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and, and I can I can see some some reason to that. So you can tell if I want to leave broadcasting, I've got a problem because I can't be a, <laughs> dr- a truck driver and I can't fly <laughs> planes. Well, you, you remember several years ago there was a there you could take some, your show on the road, David. Actually, yeah, yeah. as you're driving across America, you could just be signing in and man, talking that's about what you're seeing. Wild. Well, you remember several years ago there was a somebody. Um, driving a barge i think it was on, the, on the mississippi river hit a bridge yeah, and that, took it out that's between uh, oklahoma and yeah, i think uh, that guy Arkansas. was drinking or, though if, if yeah. was i remember it, yeah, i don't know if it was drinking, he was drinking. He heart attack or what the deal was yeah. but but so, so some Something of those things can, can be can have major consequences oh there was money paid out on that <laughs> yeah. i don't just don't know how much because it was kept secret mm. that's what went down employers also must be careful about the way they administer vaccines because quote Pre-screening vaccination questions may implicate the ADA's provision on disability-related inquiries, which are requiries likely to elicit information about a disability, Mm. unquote. That's legalese for, you know, you're, you know, that's kind of being damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, it sounds like we're headed back to court. A lot. A lot. Except the courts are really slowed down but in short in short employers are allowed to set the terms of a person's employment quote your body is yours (laughs) from the government but not from employers employers have a duty to maintain a safe environment 
and can engage in behavior intended to ensure the safety of people, unquote. The updated guidance comes as many Americans are still skeptical of the vaccine. Well, you may be skeptical, but if you want a paycheck, you're going to need to be stuck with a needle, it's going to sound like to me. Yeah, we're being stuck with a needle already. Yeah. 63% of Americans now say they are willing to get the vaccine, up from a low point of 50% in September, according to the Gallup poll released last week. About half of working Americans, 49%, say that employers should require vaccinations. Got more to talk about. Always do here on this show. Stick around. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Iverson doing Angus for Macy DC here. All right, let's get back to the Dave Ellswick show here at 7 o'clock on 1011 FM. The answer. Good to have you along for the ride. And, uh, I want to go back to this story today from Fox Business uh, dealing with uh, inoculations for COVID-19. Because the EEOC, as of last Wednesday, uh, have now uh, said that uh, employers can require the vaccination when it becomes widely available in most cases. Uh, A little bit of Americans for Disability Act and religious issues might get you out of it, but the majority of you are probably going to be told by your employer that you have to go get an inoculation for COVID-19 and have a form from your doctor or whoever is sticking you in the arm, Walmart, Mm -hmm. Target, whoever, Walgreens, whoever it might be, uh, and show that and put that on file. Is Is that not a violation of HIPAA? No, evidently not. I, I mean, I think I'm going to go to law school. <laughs> this thing so I, is reeking so I can, uh, I litigation. Can, I can understand employers wanting to, to do that. And I think employers should have the right to to require things of their employees, whether those requirements are reasonable or not. And then their employees can choose whether or not to leave. Mm-hmm. But it ought to be across the board. They ought to be able to make those decisions about any kind of thing, whether whether they have smoking in their establishment, whether they have a dress code whether they have all sorts of things, business owners should be allowed to make those decisions, even if their decisions are unreasonable. That's the nature of freedom when you own a business. You should have that freedom. Well, what, what about OSHA requirements? That too. You know, so, cases, so we're I mean, saying that that uh, that uh, you know OSHA requirements are should be should, optional. Should, should be, be optional, optional. It, it, for the most part. So, so the thing is that that you know, if, if you've got, so let's let's say for instance, in, in my shop. I don't have employees or anything, but I, I, I do some welding in my shop just yeah. kind of as a hobby and whatever else. And so I have grinders in my shop, like an angle grinder. You know what yeah, that yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so – That's that thing to show suits off to cool with and spark. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And so – but the thing is, though, when you buy them from a store, they have guards on them. Yes. Right? 
You know, what are the, they what do are the, today. What, what do those guards do for you? Well, they stopped you from getting the cuts that you really want. Oh, they get in your way. <laughs> they get in your way. They get in your way get in because your way. it deflects the way. sparks it, down it, it, instead of letting them go it, all over the It deflects play. sparks, yeah. and it also helps keep you from cutting your hands with the grinding blade. But the, guess, the fact is that I want to be able to work, and so I yeah. take the blooming things off so I can actually function. And the fact is that I'm a little more likely to cut myself with a grinder. But I should have the right to do that. And so if I can increase my productivity by doing that, the, the same thing should also be true with employees in a factory setting. If they say, you know what, my boss is paying me for production. If I can produce more, I can get paid more. I'm going to take this grinding guard off, and I'm going to take the risk of hurting myself so that I can make more money. Employees should have that right how and many then be people, responsible for their own injuries. How many people have a edger that has the thing on still on it i i take mine off almost <laughs> oh, immediately weed, weed eater or an edger yeah on a, you know, a weed, on a weed eater right you oh, take, oh, take it oh, off yeah it's yeah, supposed yeah. to keep the rocks from flying, from flying up yeah. and it also cuts the string off and, but yeah. you take it yeah, off it so your weed eater is more usable then yeah because the right. weeds will cut my string yeah all right it'll wear off so oh, yeah. anyway it's something to think about let me just read this last sentence from this article from fox this is from melinda's Jerzor, president and CEO of Eagle Hill Consulting. Quote, the workforce clearly is split on employer vaccine mandates. So it's going to be contentious <laughs> to say no matter where an employer lands on inoculation requirements. Because it's about 50-50. So same as the vote yeah. here in America. Yeah, so now that's going to be what 50, your employer 50. has to deal with. Yeah. You know, they got to deal with it. And then they got to deal with it from the aspect of the government. If they don't, let's say, let's say that uh, here in Arkansas, they come forth and they say, if your em- employees are all inocu- uh, inoculated, you can open up 100%. But if they're only, to send, and they go by percentages then, mm-hmm. let's say 30%, well, you can open your your store up 30%. Mm. If they're 60%, 50-50, you know, that way. I can tell you right now, employers are going to fall on the side of inoculation because they want to stay in business. Of uh, course, if everybody quits, then you got a, you got right. a real quandary so the, there. The yeah. Employee morale is a, is, a, is a reality as well. If you're irritating the fire out of a bunch of your employees, their productivity is liable to go down or they're liable, they're liable to quit. And some of it, you know, if you, if you have – Five employees and your best employee decides, you know what, I'm not going to live, I'm not going to put up with this, and they leave, you may have to fire four people to replace them. Man, i got to get my replay unit back in so I can play Albert Finney from Network. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm just saying. I'm, it's, it's, it's The bottom line is that I understand where the employers are. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand where you as an employee is. Uh, that wasn't very good grammar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was kind of I, I took that out. We of doctor. We out, understand out of, where employees out, are out of Doctor Biden's dissertation. <clears throat> but anyway, bottom line is, you know, <laughs> yes. what's gonna you know what's gonna go go you know, on? The, I, you know? I think you take you take the government uh, element out of it. And then you let people just make their own decision. And we need to do that That's, in it, so many more areas. It will, it will shake the, out and it will You do have a decision. It. You're going to have a decision to make. Many of you are going to have mm-hmm. this decision. Whether you want it or not, it's coming. And that is, 
You want a job? Then you got to get stuck. Well, it, it, that also may mean, Dave, that you go out and start your own well, yeah. business I'm and become, become the competitor yeah. of the, of the uh, right. business that fired you. I'm, I'm not saying that that can't happen. Well, I'm right. just saying you'll have to make a right. decision. Yeah, you have to make a decision. Right. I think we're doing it now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just letting everybody, I'm just warning you it's coming. Well, right? when was the last time you went to a big box store? People are, are self uh, well, they're monitoring themselves now. You know, you walk close to somebody unconsciously, people step back. Yeah, you know, or you're looking at something in the aisle, and someone walks up, and unconsciously, the next person will just walk away. So you know, they're monitoring themselves, and, and people tend to, to do that to some extent. Just I mean, leave them alone. I, I still get a Lowe's, and, and and you know, when when I'm in there, um, maybe I'm in the plumbing department or electrical department or whatever, and just walking through or whatever, looking at stuff. And I'll see somebody looking like they're confused. I don't know what. And I'll ask them for help. I'll ask them if they want help, and I'll help them right in the store. Yeah, yeah. And, and so just just because they, you know, I can maybe help this person out a little bit. And so they don't take they, a chance with you because you'll will, help them. They will actually a lot of times. So I'll hang I'll hang out with them for uh, thirty seconds or whatever, and, and help them. And maybe I made maybe I made their day. And, and so you know, maybe some people need. Need a little something to brighten them up a little bit. Yeah. Help them out. I think and, most and most people that they, they that are in in those be. type stores, uh, they're outdoors people. They're they folks that be, are but, but sometimes come and you know, going the, like the, that. You know, the other the other day, I was there was there was a woman there. She looked like she needed some help, and and um, it turned out not to be, because she was turned, a woman. Turned out to be somebody that I because there are men that but, need um, help in those stores too. But um, <laughs> but she was she was working on a project, working on a trampoline, and um, she needed some some items that she didn't even know what they're called and so i helped her find them and it turned out it was I, she had a mask on so i didn't know for sure who she was and it turned out she, she was a, um um a, 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 the wife of a friend of mine oh. and so it, it, it so i think i kind of made her day just help help her out made it to help her find something but it, but you know she probably thought it, you worked there no she knew i didn't <laughs> she knew i didn't um but um but people do. But I do get asked from time to time for help because they think I'm think I work there. But, um, but you know, I think people need just some random acts acts of kindness from time to time, and they don't they don't seem to be afraid. They're yeah. they're, not, they're not standing standing a long ways off, and they get away from me. I'm I'm not seeing that so much. All right, so but, I got to bring up. We had a call, and I got I got to address this because to be honest, this pisses me off. Person says. I'm taking the side of the federal government. What? Yeah, they said I. I tell you, no, I haven't. Where? What? When did you start listening to the show? <laughs> you know, seriously. When did you start? And and why would you just call and give Heidi an earful and not be man <laughs> or woman enough to say I want to talk to Dave? Yeah, you call want, him. You, call yeah, him. If you believe that, feel free to call me. I mean, feel free to call me. What I have been saying is a simple one. You're going to have a choice to make. Yep. You're going to have a choice. And it's not going to be the government imposing upon you. It's going to be your employer imposing upon you. Your employer has the right, by law, to tell you whether you've got to take that uh, COVID-19 shot or not if you want to work for him. Mm-hmm. That's his right. Now, what's your right? You Say can no. tell him, <laughs> stick it where the sun don't shine and go find another gig. Or you can go ahead and swallow and take the shot. Mm-hmm. That that you got two two options there. That's where it comes. 
And the fact is that, that that's not an unreasonable thing. Employers should be allowed to, to make unreasonable, whether or not you think it's unreasonable or not, they should be allowed to make unreasonable requirements of their employees as a condition of employment. That's not that's, – that's the nature of being – the business owner, you get to make these decisions. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the freedom side <clears throat> of both sides. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. Right. You say, well, I don't it, want to take the shot. Well, you have the freedom to leave. To, to leave. Right. Say no. just, just like you have the right to fire your boss if yeah. he doesn't if he doesn't comply with your exactly. request. Now, see, there's a different way of looking at this. If you're in the military, yeah. you don't have the freedom you to don't say have no. The no. Well, I guess you do, and you can say court martial me. Well, right. and no, you end, well, up, you I end mean, up in the brig. that you can say <laughs> you you have the freedom because this this happened to me. But my about my last so year or so in when they made the flu shot mandatory uh-huh. and i'd never taken a flu shot up to that point so you either take the shot or you know you you resign you know resign your commission or get out well then there's uh, a freedom then you have you, so you always have that choice you got the out you got the out there let's, let's or back to what you said earlier dave about the religious exemption uh-huh you know that part right there so but if you're thinking about using a religious exemption you better been living by that religious thought process for a long time what what, that kind of irritates me to a little to some to some extent because i i would like to see a religious or philosophical exemption because i I may not have a religious exemption against something but i might think this is going to hurt me yeah pi roofing Here's how you keep yourself from being hurt on your roof, okay? <laughs> Just to let you know, is that you go call PI Roofing, have them walk your roof. Look, I go see the doctor at least once a year just for them to look me over and generally say, you know, Dave, if all things being equal, you're probably going to live another year, all right? Uh, it's the same concept with PI Roofing. You have them come out like once a year and walk your roof and take a look at it and make sure that it's in good repair, that it's going to keep the water out, that uh, you not had shingles that have blown off uh, off of your house. I mean, I look at houses. Sometimes I drive around, of course, go to work and go to the store or whatever, and I'll, I'll look at roofs, and I can tell where the shingles have blown off. You can see it. It looks kind of like a patchwork quilt on top, kind of. And it makes me wonder, do they have any leaks in that house? I mean, I really do. I think about that. And why haven't they called PI Roofing? That's exactly the kind of th- that's the kind of logic that I have, and, it, and I think it's a it's a good logic. You really should have it checked out. You might be you might you know if you've got home insurance, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised at what PI Roofing can do for you because they'll work with your your uh, home insurance uh you probably have a deductible you're probably going to have to meet that deductible but then uh, pi roofing will work hard to make sure everything else is paid for by your insurance company and they'll follow all the covid19 uh, requirements i know some of you are still really hung up on that so if you are know that they do that they're very smart in their in their marketing and taking care of their customers and so uh, they might think that it's a bunch of hooey, but they do it because you don't think it's a bunch of hooey. It's a, that simple. So you give Joel Johnson and Veronica Johnson and their staff a call, 707-1335, 707-1335. And here's one other thing I want to uh, get rid of uh, in your mind for some of you. You think that because I talk about these people on the air, somehow I get 
you know, special treatment. That's not true. That number I just gave you, that's the same number I call when I want PI Roofing to come in my house. 707-1335 or piroofing.com. All right, about 10 minutes from now, we're going to hear from uh, Congressman French Hill or thereabouts, depending on when the vote's being taken, uh, in the in the House today, dealing with this COVID-19 <coughs> relief package that's worth about $900 billion. Uh, but if you add it into the money that has to be carried over for next year, it's well over a two trillion dollars. Well, it's close it was, to two, a little over two, two trillion, trillion. Two trillion, I think, is what uh, I heard. Dollars that are, that's got to be there. Uh, one thing everybody has to understand is that the money that was allocated the first time around hasn't all been spent yet. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's taking the gov- the federal government, which is more they're more want to do this than not tie people's hands of how they can spend money and sometimes those rules are so convoluted and indecipherable that uh, governments that get the money have no idea how they can spend the money i mean the governor's talked about that Mm. with the care money uh that he was getting and how they were going to use the money and things of that nature there's different ways that they probably could have used the money that was better than the way the federal government wanted the money to use but if you want the money you take it with the strings that are attached to it that's, that's the problems with government with money the, yeah and that's a big problem in this state is that our state government bends over backwards takes our rights away and accepts the money and then they they for the, lots of different examples of that where they 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 pass laws in order to get federal dollars and those laws hurt our Kansans. They yeah. violate our rights. They maybe even lock people in prison sometimes or in jail because, oh, we can get free money from the federal government if we'll pass this law. Yeah, get more people in jail. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, <laughs> so they're... Laws so, do nothing more than, in many cases, make innocent people criminals. criminals. Right, yeah. So so this has been a couple of years back, I guess. I was sitting in court with a friend, and... Um, and um, there was a guy that had been in jail for might have been two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and um, his offense was a seatbelt violation. He was in jail. Yeah, so so he got a seatbelt ticket, didn't pay it, didn't show up to court. Oh, oh failure to appear. Oh, right. so, 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 why, so, so you that. start off with a, with a seatbelt violation, which government never should have had the authority to impose in the first yeah. place, and then you lose the ticket, or you forget about it, or you just don't show up. And then it it piles on to the point where he got arrested because he had a warrant out for his arrest. He didn't show up to court. And then he was in jail for, I think it was 19 days or something like that, over a seatbelt violation. It never should have happened in the first place. The judge said, you can go. That he, was it? That was it. He just said, he just let him go, I think. No, no, nothing else. He'd been in jail for 19 days. And he says, well, this is one of those cases that we, we heard, heard about what happened. And so he t- he turned the guy loose. I think after that, with no 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 fines to pay, I think is what it was. Did he still, didn't he still have, have to. Record, I mean, the guy right? was away from his job so and everything. Weeks. If he had a job yeah, to right, go back po- to, quite possibly wrecked the guy's life. And that that sort of thing happens when government imposes evil, wicked, abusive laws. And seatbelt violations are one of those things. And and a lot of other laws fit into that category. Yeah. Well, it is it is what it is. It is what we have left it become. Yep. And as we give them more and more power, mm-hmm. 
it would just get right. worse and worse. And, and it's just a problem in the state of Arkansas because 20 seconds. The, the, the state is willing to bend over backwards to accept that federal money in exchange for passing abusive laws. Yeah. Because you got to have dollars. That's what yeah, they'll say. Free money. All right. Let's take, some, uh, take a break. Rush is ready to talk to us. We'll get to that. Then we'll come back. What's going on with ammo in America? I'll tell you about that when we come back. The uh, congressman's on the line. We'll get to him here in just a second. Let me remind you, today's the 21st of December. It is the first day of winter today. Is it really? I bet you thought it was already winter, didn't you? But no, it wasn't. Today is. Today's the shortest day. Is it, or is that the, is that, that's the equinox. It's the shortest today, day of the year. This is not the shortest day, is it? Winter, first day of winter, shortest day of the year? I don't, it might be. I don't know. I guess I could look it up. Okay. We, we've got yeah. this. Go look at we, that we, progressive we, Google <laughs> website. Anyway, with that said, let me remind you about uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry real quickly. Uh, today's 21st. Too late to get a unique piece of jewelry, but there's plenty of jewelry on display at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry that is uh, unique and, and outrageously beautiful that Eric Coleman has, and he's waiting for you to come take a look at it. Stop by 3000 Cavanaugh uh, Boulevard and do that, or call him, make a, make an appointment at 501-246-3655. And don't forget, it's not too late to start working on a unique piece of jewelry so an artisan like Eric Coleman can build it for you. 501-246-3655 or 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard up there uh here in little rock on the hill that's where he's at all right the congressman is here congressman french hill joins us and congressman have you voted yet have i voted yet yeah have they voted no. on this they, yo, you guys are, haven't i haven't yet? even read it yet oh we're no. still waiting for the document to be produced oh so. my gosh so we're uh, we're uh, going to be uh, busy elves here on capitol hill trying to produce a <laughs> Good Christmas gift, and uh, it may be the first day of winter, the 21st, but it's also the first day for me to start thinking about Christmas shopping. So, Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. But we're going to try to get this done today and uh, bring the relief uh, for, from uh, COVID-19 to our, our governors who need flexibility, to our families who are still struggling on unemployment, and, and really importantly to our businesses and our hotels that are still struggling, particularly in these states that are all shut down. Okay, so I just saw Tom Cotton on Fox News, and the senator said that this particular piece of legislation, especially the, you know the, what the Republicans have been able to get into this, and uh, and uh, Senator Toomey, was that uh, we've had this since September, but this was the same bill that at that time Pelosi said she wouldn't have voted it into law uh, because she didn't like it. Is that true? <clears throat> Yeah, this is precisely the bill that uh, we had at the beginning of August that we could have passed in uh, late August. We could have passed it in September, October, and she held it up uh, uh, over and over again for $3 trillion, mostly going to big blue states to give them uh, their wealthiest people a property tax deduction and bail out their bad-performing pension funds. And look, after the election, she said she didn't want to you know, give a victory to Trump. That's why she delayed it. But she dropped those outlandish non-pandemic requests and the $1 trillion for blue states. And as a result, we got serious negotiations going. Now, when that happens, 
good things usually proceed from those or proceed from those things. So let me let me ask this question: Does this mean if this piece of legislation is passed, the businesses that took PPP funds will not have to pay taxes on that money? That's correct. And let me tell you, that was uh, we spoke to Secretary Mnuchin yesterday, and it was the top issue for <clears throat> House Republicans is that. Uh, these businesses that don't have any cash to begin with because they've been struggling all year, they relied on the PPP program to get them through the early summer, the first part of the of the, of the virus. Uh, they don't have that cash available to pay uh, taxes. So that is in the bill. Uh, you can get a second PPP loan if you're a, a restaurant or a business that's still terribly hurting from the virus. There's some additional targeted relief for people who have movie theaters, music venues, uh, that are entertainment-related that's connected to the, the PPP program. And as I say, the pandemic unemployment compensation is extended until March 14th for those families still trying to get back to work, uh, dealing with uh, having to pay year-end bills. Uh, and so the the good news, and I think I hope Senator Cotton mentioned this, uh, is that it's a $900 billion COVID relief package, but it's only about $340 billion in relief. And this is what we've talked about since July. Let's retarget what we now know about the virus and spend our money that we've already appropriated from the taxpayers in a better and more targeted way. And that's what this bill, for the most part, does. All right. The power panel is here. Paul Calvert had a question for you. Go ahead, Paul. So, you know, I understand that the... the, the um Basically, landlord-tenant issue is still going to be part of this legislation. So basically, landlords can't evict tenants who are not paying. What about landlords? I mean, we've, we've still got to pay. We still have bills to pay. And if we're not getting paid by our tenants, what do we do? It extends the uh, eviction moratorium until January 31st. That's true. But it also puts in something that was not in CARES Act, which is a rental assistance program for people who have are near homelessness, have severe economic problems from COVID-19. That money is about $25 billion, Paul, mm-hmm. and is coming out to the, the states. It's the part of this package that we did not have in CARES. Therefore, the mechanics of it um, are something I'm still trying to become knowledgeable about mm-hmm. on how someone is qualified to get that rental, rental, rental assistance. Secondly, of course, for tenants, um, you have the unemployment compensation extended, and you have President Trump wanted in this bill, as you've read many times, an additional tax stimulus check. So adults uh, making $75,000 or less are going to get $600 from the Treasury, $600 for a child. Um, And so those... Those three packages ought to be very helpful to people to make their rental payments uh, and keep uh, landlords uh, having cash flow coming in. All right. So when do you figure the the vote's going to come up, or is it anybody's guess, Congressman? Well, they worked uh, all night on the document. I've seen pieces of it uh, trickle in yesterday afternoon and and, uh, early, early this morning. The Rules Committee in the House is... uh, called a meeting at 10 o'clock. So I think that means the text will be posted and we can start reading all the sections in detail and it'll be debated all day. Uh, and we'll vote probably at the end of the day and send it to the Senate. Um, 
But the main the main issue I'm pleased about is the priorities that I thought we should focus on: flexibility for the governors, extend the paycheck protection program, uh, modestly extend at a lower level unemployment assistance. Those are all core features in this bill, and then uh, the additions that I think you know were, were reflected the concern around the country is this rental assistance piece. And we did extend uh, the support for food banks uh, and SNAP availability, obviously, and we gave the governors uh, some more money, K through 12, and broadband-related money because of the pandemic's impact, I think, across the country on the importance of of building out telehealth, uh, teleeducation for our citizens. All right, Congressman, thanks for the update. and Best wishes. Merry Christmas, great, everybody. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you later. All right, Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. That's the latest of what's <laughs> happening in Washington, D.C. And uh, you know that you keep it here at this show. We try to do those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Wednesday, I hope to have him on and as well uh, Bruce Westerman uh, to join with us. I will tell you it's 7 o'clock a week from Wednesday. Doyle Webb and the new chairman of the GOP will be with me here in studio with that said let's get a break in and then we got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick show uh, you want to get a copy of David Lucas's new publication uh, this is called the ultimate retirement planning checklist are you ready to retire I'm holding it up you can see it if you're watching Facebook uh, there's 31 questions that are in this publication. Uh, this is decades of uh, information that has been, you know, sifted through, uh, going uh, with interviews with hundreds, if not thousands, of people about getting ready for retirement. I mean, there's questions about Social Security, investments, taxes, income, general questions. Here's a general question for you I have a thorough financial game plan that is updated every year. Do you have that? You update it every year, because if you don't, you should. And it's things like that that David wants you to know about and uh, and make good decisions on. Because you make a couple bad decisions, you can derail your whole retirement plan. Call 501-222-3315. Be one of the first 10 callers, and you can have a copy of this absolutely free. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory uh, services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Here we go. All right, back with you. I don't pull punches, Iverson. I got to tell you, I just, I just say it like I feel it. You know? Yeah. And and, and this is something that I got, I got to do. We were just talking sometimes, about. Uh, sometimes we, need, sometimes we need a kick in the face. Yeah, about the govern, about the governor, and I was saying, you know. And, and Paul was bringing up that the, the Democrats have a list of uh, things that they want done yeah. here in the state of Arkansas. You know, if the people wanted to follow what you guys wanted to do, they would have voted for you. They here. would be in charge. And you're not in charge now. And that's why, because they don't want to do what you what you want to do. And, uh, you know, I guess they want to shut the state down, kind of. Well, it kind of sounds like that. So Trent Garner posted a, a, a list of things. Apparently, the Arkansas Senate Democrats okay, what wanted, did they say? wanted to, to impose. There's several different things. One of the things was, um, especially in red and orange zones, 
limit seating to ventilated outdoor spaces or carry out and delivery only for restaurants and bars, um, close bars and private clubs or allow them to operate carry out and outdoor only. Um, Oh, let's see. Limit gatherings to 10 or fewer people for all event venues in red and orange zones. Um, let's see what else here. So they, they want to get to the point where they're shutting businesses down again. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was just know, about to say how many of them actually own a business oh yeah, that would be, be affected by yeah, that. Yeah. And, and, or, or, so it's, it's, it's one of those things, again, are these Democrats pro-choice or are they just This they just is not unborn children? California. It's not California, but even if it is, the thing is, do we have a right to assemble? The right to assemble at, at more than 10 people, I'm sorry, that's the, that is the nature of the right to assemble, is to get together with people in large groups. Yeah, it's, we, we, we have more siblings than 10. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, got <laughs> more, I got more family members than, than 10. just 10. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, that's the thing is that, that people have a right to get together. When you when you tell them no, you can't assemble. Well, it's, it's important. Well, lots of things are important. Yeah. Just because you have an idea that something is important doesn't mean you can break the law. You took an oath that you would not stop people from assembling. That's the First Amendment. I, I would I would really really like to know if any of those that that uh, came up with that list there. I would like to be a fly on the wall. Uh, Do they have Christmas, a business in that regard? In- Christmas. Are they going to have? It's hard not to have more than ten people on the holiday. How do you not have ten? Well, people Fauci on the holiday? said that you should just tell everybody to stay home. He says, "I know that's tough, but you know this well, is a tough time. You, you shouldn't be bringing your family together." That's and what, he what did he do? You know. Well, and at the end of the day, so let's say your grandmother has maybe has couple more years on this earth because she's in she's in poor health. She's getting older, or your grandfather, or whoever it may be. And you're going to tell them, we're going to lock you away for about the next year. You know, I've seen, so you, you, I, I have seen this over and over, particularly you know, as a pastor. I've seen people that were sick, really bad sick, mm-hmm. and they outlasted people who were in good shape, good health. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it, you know, folks were looking at them like they were about to skid into eternity. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, <laughs> several other people die, die mm-hmm. before they do. Right. You know, so to say yeah. that uh, someone is old or even well, sickly. Right, you know right, that's yeah. in, that's in God's hand. It's not in well, yeah. I mean, uh, like, like, man's hand. You know, my, my father back before he got diagnosed with cancer, of his brothers, he was one of the healthiest. Yeah, but and and he was he was in good physical condition, mm-hmm. but he got cancer and died right after he retired. Wow! And so it's it, he, but he was one of the healthiest in his family. There you go. I mean, and and so the, the fact is that. Uh, between he and my mom, his 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 genetic code looked better. Yeah, as far as what from from our perspective, I mean, the way and so his he was healthy. He was, but he died. Yeah. But it, you can't you cannot be afraid to live. No, you just can't be afraid to live. You, well, you yeah, enjoy. you can. Well, you, can, you can. You won't enjoy I mean, it. You won't enjoy it. And so, well, and, and some enjoy it or not. Sometimes you have responsibilities. You and, do. and and the fact is that. That that if you're too afraid to take care of your responsibilities, I think that crosses over into cowardice, well, and and that's kind of where we are. I think in many cases you can live life in a cave, mm-hmm. or you can live life outside the cave and have fun and just enjoy it. And, and part of the thing is that 
okay, if you want to live in a cave, that's your business, but don't make me live in the cave. Well, that's here's, the here's the key. A lot of people live in a cave, and they live their life just by uh, looking at life the way you know Plato talked about it. We're just sh- showing the shadows mm-hmm. of what life was, and you don't really know what life is anyway. That's exactly right. Well, and because we're you we're need to so, go back first year of philosophy and, <laughs> well, and, uh, and college. So, so many of us live very sheltered lives. We're not exposed to reality, so therefore, we 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 expect or we accept foolishness. And it's like, why would you want to impose that on your neighbor? Why would yeah. you want to do this, that, or the other? It's like, okay, it doesn't affect you all that much you because know, you, you don't do that. You thing. want to hear something that was really goofy? I saw uh, there was a children. Uh, on playground, mm-hmm. and they're all running around like children do. I was glad mm-hmm. to see that, but they all had masks on. Yep, <laughs> it's like really mm-hmm. okay, all right. Yep. I mean, it's just ridiculous, mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Well, and, and but when are we going to just accept that life has risks? There are there are acceptable people don't want risks, Paul. Don't you know that? Then why do they have insurance? Right, right. <laughs> and, and the thing is, though that. We say, well, we we can't we can't risk that, but then they drive a car. Yeah, but I mean, but back to the list. Back to the list. Okay, who's yeah. in charge? Who's in charge? Or, Democrats were in charge for 130 years. They imposed a whole the state of lot Arkansas. of stuff here in the state of Arkansas. They imposed a whole lot recently. of stuff. Yep, on us. Mm-hmm. They're not in charge anymore. So you know, uh, Republicans when in charge, take charge. Uh, and that's that, that simple. They need know, to do it. There's there's a mandate in the state of Arkansas. Yes. To cut laws, to to cut regulations. So far, the Republicans maybe are slowing the growth of regulations, but I'm not seeing much cutting yet. Well, I, I think we got a, a good crop coming in I, I that are going to so. start working on. I that. hope Talked so. about that last well, week with several yeah. people. Yeah. I, I sure hope so. But the, but one of the problems I think that I that, that's so twenty or thirty years ago there's a lot of bad laws in place, but one of the benefits was that. There wasn't a whole lot of money for enforcement, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think in the last um, 10, 15, 20 years, um, they've started to get more money for enforcement. And so now they're starting to enforce some of these onerous, ab- abusive, oppressive laws, the regulations and such. And so while the Democrats were in power, the laws were in place, I think, in many cases. But now that Republicans have taken charge they have they have funded the agencies better i think and repeal. so now now, now they're repeal. actually hurting us repeal more, they need to repeal 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 there's a lot of occupational licensing that needs to be a, needs to be looked at and and shut down they they need to 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 deal with a lot of the regulation and such that's that's just abusing and hurting people i mean years ago there there might have been a bunch of laws and regulations on the books that nobody knew about nobody enforced and it didn't hurt you that much because Nobody cared. It didn't get enforced. Well, and also you you go back to the grinder when you were talking about the grinder early. All these new oh. safety uh, things that have been done to equipment mm-hmm. that has changed, but the laws are still ant- are, are antiquated now because mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The the tooling and the equipment has very different improved mm-hmm. so drastically that those laws well, are just, no longer just required. Look at the difference between a car made today versus a car that was made back in the sixties or seventies. Oh yeah. They, they handle so much better. So much better. 
Right. The fact is that you can just nearly turn turn loose of a steering wheel and it'll drive for you. And you don't know you're going 100 miles an hour. Uh, oh, well. Not <laughs> well, the thing is, though, that you don't, to, you don't to, recognize you're the, going two miles the, over the to, limit. To, 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 today, now when mod- you drive in a ship, to, to, today, the, the, a modern vehicle can readily handle much higher speeds. Oh, yeah. Safely and can deliver much higher. And can speed. deliver oh, much higher. Speed. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what? What? what you, it was a, a. It was probably pretty impressive to have a 350 horsepower engine in a car back in the 60s Come and 70s. Oh, some, some of them That's were. were more, see, I had a 440. So. Some, oh, some of them were Roadhog. Yeah. No. No. It was but, a Charger. Oh. 400, uh, 440 horses. But but now you can get cars that are that are coming out of the factory with five, six, seven hundred horsepower. Yes. I think. Yeah. And it's. And they can be tuned to go far farther than that. I'm and I'm I'm really excited that you know you drive up north now in six seven one six seven seventy five miles 75. an hour. Where did I hear it went up to seventy five? And I was like, they moved that up to seventy five. I was yeah. really excited. But about Texas it. has been there for years. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's where the push came from yeah. here in our state as well. Is that our roads have been made for those speeds? Yeah, and. I guess just because they want to be able to get up, give out more tickets, they gave, gave, you know, kept the speed limit lower because it a, wasn't protecting people's lives. Well, like it, it's a, I think it was a federal funding thing, too. You know, it might have been. I don't know. I think 80 is a good speed to settle into. All right. Well, I'm, Join I'm, us at 6 o'clock. I'm going to talk about ammo. <laughs> you know, are the gun companies storing ammo and not giving it to you? We'll talk about that. That's a myth, okay? Join us at 6. We'll tell you about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. For instance, there is a law that I think is ridiculous, uh, and that is, let's say you're driving down the road and you see they've got a police blockade, and you, you're wanting to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I turn around and go the other way. They can come after you and cite you for doing that. Cite you, you? Cite you. They can give you a ticket. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but as I was saying, I, I, I left the house and uh, you know went to the church to get something. And uh, left. And on my way back, I remember I didn't get what I went to get. I got distracted for some other reason. I saw a state trooper parked on the side. But, hey, I said, oh, I forgot what I it, there wasn't. A, it wasn't a uh, traffic thing set up or anything. He's just parked there. So I turned around at the first driveway I got to. And and sure enough, here he comes. He follows you. Follows me and, and pulls me over. And uh, so what was why did you turn around? It, no. So no. What, what did he actually uh, say? He was very he? polite, very professional. Yeah. Told me who he was. He was state trip. Where I'm, I'm blah 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 right. blah. The reason I stopped you, completely professional, was that you didn't have on a seatbelt. And I said, "No, sir, I had on the seatbelt." He said, "No, you didn't." I said, "No, sir, 
I had on my seatbelt. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make me say I didn't have on my seatbelt when I had on my seatbelt. And I, I mean, the reason he stopped me was because I turned around. Did you have it, was, it on? Did you have it on? I had it. I had it on. Yeah. You know, I didn't put it on while I was driving down the road. I'm just right. telling you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just like, no. And he looked at me and I looked at him and we kind of stared off for a few mm-hmm. seconds. And then he handed my driver's license back and said, have a good day, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, there's no way he can prove you no. did or didn't. And, and he on didn't top have of a that, picture of we, you. we were about 800 yards There's no way apart. There's that, no way he yeah. could see inside my vehicle. That's ins- okay. That's insane. He, he he came behind. He came pull me over because I turned around. Yeah, that's insane. And I guess I mean that would be yeah. stupid anyway to mm-hmm. do. To turn right. around, and draw attention to yourself. Yeah. Guess who just who's calling us? Because I I sent him a text. <laughs> State Senator Trent Garner. Who huh. is All on? Right. With, hey. Senator, how you doing? Hey guys, how y'all doing this morning? I'm doing good. You, you got all your Christmas shopping done? Uh, almost done. Like one or two things. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm on Amazon and buy local and all that. You know how it goes. I got you. I'm with you. Hey, listen, Paul brought this up. Uh, the power panels here. Paul Calvert's here, and so is Iverson Jackson. And and we were sitting and talking, and he brought up that on your Facebook, you said that Senate Democrats put out a list of what we need to do here in the state of Arkansas. And, of course, we all said that if the people of Arkansas wanted to do what Democrats wanted to done, they would have elected them to be state uh, senators uh, as Democrats. They, di- they didn't do that. So what are some of the things they're asking for, and what are the chances that any of them are going to see the light of day? Well, you know, here in Arkansas, I think we've been pretty lucky. I don't agree with every decision that Governor Hutchins has made, but I think overall he's done a good job, especially when it comes to the business climate. But the reality is, is that you don't have to go to California or New York to see uh, Democrats who want to restrict your ability to earn a living and hurt the economy and the people of Arkansas. So what they want to do is they want to place pretty big restrictions on counties that have uh, high COVID cases. So they will restrict indoor dining. They will restrict uh, certain re- establishments from being open, like a bar or private club. They put in there that you can actually go outside and you know have your bar outside. I don't know how that works, especially a place that doesn't have an outdoor seating already. And they put in other restrictions, like you can't have an event with 10 or more people. And part of what they want to do, I think, uh, from reading between the tea leaves, is they want to repeal some of the tax cuts we use to pay for all this by allowing people to sit at home and uh, not work, not earn a living. They're going to give them a, uh, a little bit extra money on their unemployment, and they're going to cut taxes and do, or uh, pull back the tax cuts and do that. Uh, it, everything sounds like a terrible idea. It's all like it would tank our economy. It sounds like it's, it's the kind of stuff that we don't need here in Arkansas. Well, that's why they're not getting reelected. It's because they always are putting things forward that we don't need in Arkansas. But, uh, you know, it's just it's kind of crazy. I, I agree with you. Uh, mostly about uh, uh, the governor, although I was talking about, you know, how men were always told that they're supposed to get in touch with their their inner woman, and I feel like the governor sometimes wants to get in touch with his inner Democrat, and I wish he would stop it. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I would really like to to see him open the state up uh, more, but I know that he feels like he's, he's at a disadvantage there because... We have had uh, a couple of spikes in different areas. Pulaski County, right where we're at right now, red zone. Benton, Washington mm-hmm. counties, red zones. I mean, um, what do you think about all of this? I mean, I understand that it's not so much 
they're so afraid that people have COVID, but they're afraid that the hospitals are going to get overwhelmed. Well, let me rephrase it. I, I think the governor did a really good job early on, uh, never really shutting us down. I have had some uh, stronger opinions here lately, especially when he's cut the legislator out of any major decision. That's right. That's not just not just the decision-making process, like a direct decision, but common courtesy as far as telling us uh, what's going on, what the restrictions are. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit inside baseball on this. Uh, I don't think I'm talking out of shot, but uh, there was a call between legislators and the governor a few months ago, and uh, we felt like he was going to make a major decision uh, that you know changes the regulations of what we needed during COVID. And we asked, hey, will you tell us what it is so we can get prepped for it when people call us? Because whenever he makes a decision like the mask mandate or uh, changes anything, uh, you can imagine I get inundated with calls. Oh, sure. People ask me what, what, what it means. Uh, the governor said uh, pretty blatantly that uh, you'll learn the same time the general population does. And wow. that's kind of stuck in the back of my head. But, you know, right now we do have a big spike. It's part of it. Um, we're not unique in that. Almost every state in the union is having a spike right now. And I think what you're seeing is we have a coronavirus that is highly spreadable and that no matter what we do, whether it's the wearing masks, social distancing, all of that, uh, that probably helps. But the reality is, is there's a lot of problems with trying to just stop this virus from moving. And as unfortunate as it sounds, and I don't want anybody to catch it and get sick or God forbid, pass away. Um, reality is, is that if you shut down our economy, if you do what the Democrats want, we'll have actually worse health consequences. I think it won't slow the coronavirus spread. I think you'll deal with things like businesses shutting down, depression, uh, child abuse, uh, suicide, all the indicators of bad health consequences from shutting down and hurting our economy will be there. And so we need to stick to it. We need to, you know, do what we can to fight the coronavirus, but we need to open back up. We need to let people get back to work, and we need to get this economy going back further because in the long run, uh, that could be just as dangerous as coronavirus. Well, I signed on to the lawsuit that Dan Sullivan filed uh, against the governor saying that he was not uh, listening to the will of the people because he was not listening to the Senate or to the House. And and that's rightly true. You guys need to be involved in all of this. You're in touch with the people of Arkansas much more than he is. Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, the government covers you know three million plus people in the state of Arkansas, so it's impossible for him to be directly connected like I am. You know, I get my cell phone now to everybody eight seven zero eight one eight nine two one nine is my cell phone. <laughs> so if people want to call me, uh, I have people call me and text me all the time, and I'm I'm able to do that as a state center and the you know, people I have. You know, governor, it's hard to do that because he covers the whole state. That's why you should rely on us to say, hey, you know, I can't be everywhere. I don't know what's going on and. You know, if I was the governor, I don't know what's going on in Jonesboro today. I don't know what's going on in, you know, Cabinet or Crossit or any other place. Right. Let me talk to these guys and girls who are on the ground and who have direct contact, and let's get their input on it. And I think we would, you know, agree with some of the things the governor done. I think the mask mandate, one of them things would have been completely different. I'm not sure it would have passed, but if it did, I think it would be completely different and be more enforceable. What I've told people, too, is if you want to – if you want more government restrictions, you should call your legislator in. If you don't want more government restrictions, you should call your legislator in. Because in that way, we could have a voice in the process. We could vote. And if you don't like what we do one way or the other, you can vote us out. And, there's a, there's and that's a, a great thing about how America works. Right. Unfortunately, the governor is a lame duck. He's not running for re-election, at least to the governorship. And so uh, while he did win election the first time, he's 
not directly accountable anymore through the elective process. And we've got a, this is Paul Calvert here. So we, we've got a process in Arkansas lined out with the Arkansas Constitution for making laws. And and it includes the legislature. It's not just a you, you the governor doesn't get a rubber stamp to just to just um, make his own rules. He doesn't have that authority, regardless of what past legislative sessions have maybe perhaps tried to give him. But here's the problem is that the governor says the Emergency Act gives him that power uh, and, and the, the legislature saying that it it doesn't. But you got to have the governor has to call the legislature into session. And, and that and in and of itself is a problem, is it not, uh, State Senator Garner? Yes. So this is my take on it. When the pandemic hit, I was very lenient on the governor making decisions in a vacuum to help the state of Arkansas. It was a novel uh, coronavirus that we have never dealt with before. It was a lot of fear and misunderstanding. So for the first few months, I was very open to him making decisions kind of as he needed. And but unfortunately, we're not now we're now nine or ten months into it. And there's been multiple occasions whenever he could have called the legislator in through a special session. He could have called us in before making the decision to have a thorough discussion about it. And we could have been more of that process. And to give an example of why I think uh, the governor uh, doesn't want to do this is his recent stunt with the committee as a whole. I don't know if your listeners know, but. Uh, during his big statewide address on uh, the local TV stations, he said the really only piece of news that came out of that was that he wanted the legislator to meet that committee as a whole. That's right. Now, we wouldn't have any kind of, we wouldn't have any kind of constitutional power. Understand that we couldn't change the law. We couldn't say we're going to you know repeal this part, add this part. It, we had no power other than coming together to either affirm or deny his decision uh-huh. uh, to keep the emergency order open. And he already had extended the emergency order, so it was uh, pointless. Uh, our power comes when we come in a session next month, and that's when we'll have real power to do it. Now, I don't think we're just going to repeal emergency order. Uh, that could happen, but I don't anticipate that. What I do anticipate us is us to strongly look at that, uh, the powers that we gave the governor, uh, because, you know, a tornado hits, hey, the governor's got to react. I'm not going to be upset about that if he, you know, does three or four things that we should have been law. But eight or nine months, ten months into it, I think he has strained the, and misused that power we gave him. And part of that is a courtesy of the legislator saying, we understand you need to act, but at some point you got to bring us in. Well, now it's 10 months in. He's about to bring us in whether he likes it or not through the session. I think there's going to be some real changes to how this works. This less about the governor and more about we are the only branch that can check him. You know, the good judiciary can, but we've learned through the lawsuits that that's a hard proposition. But this is a time whenever the people's voice gets to be said as a constitutional check to the power of the executive branch. It's important that we enforce that and, and come together to do good for the state of Arkansas. So, Trent, is, is there going to be a – surely there will be some legislation that will enable the legislature to collect signatures from members to call a special session, right? I mean, is that because that right now that's kind of the problem is that the legislative branch can't actually call themselves into session unless the governor calls them, and the, the King Asa doesn't apparently want to relinquish his kingship um, during this um, so-called emergency. Uh, is that, is well, that there's going to be a host of legislation? I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm but, sorry, I mean, so, so is that pretty? Is that a pretty much a done deal? Is that is that going to happen? There's going to be a host of legislation to change how the emergency powers work to directly deal with some COVID issues. The issue with the special session is that to do that, we have to do a constitutional amendment. We have the ability to do that as a legislator. We can refer three out. We do it every session. And 
the threshold uh, is still 50%. So there's been talk of that happening. Just understand that a constitutional amendment is always a little bit harder to get done uh, than it is to just pass a legislative law. So if we did that, that would go to the people of Arkansas. They'd have to vote on it in 2022 to change that. You know, I think that'd be popular because I think people would appreciate the legislator be able to come together, call themselves up, say, with 50 percent majority. Uh, but that's a little bit longer process than just change the law. So you, All right. you can you can rein in the governor's power to act as a, as a king from the standpoint of he would have to call a special session if he wants to do stuff more than so many days out or whatever it might be. But you can't actually quickly bring in the ability of the legislature to call a session. Yeah, so we could do it like this, say, emergency power for 30 days, and if you want to continue that, uh, you have to pass a law. Now, that we could do something like that mm-hmm. in legislation, but to call ourselves in a special session, it would require a constitutional right change. Okay. All right. Yep. State Senator Garner, I'll have you on in the near future as we get ready for the next session, and hopefully uh, when you're in the Little Rock area, you come up and see me sometime. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate talking to you people. Just tell people out there to stay vigilant, um, pay attention. The Democrats, I think, don't have nearly as much power as they did even last session, but they've got, I think they're going to be bolder in their extremism and liberalism, and you need, we need to stay diligent to make sure we push back, especially if they start sliding things through because of COVID-related and uh, getting the governor's ear. You know, hate crime, some other things are coming up. We're going to have a real fight, and I'm ready to do it. All right. Thanks, we appreciate sir. you, State Senator Trent Garner, here right. on the Dave Ellswick Show. A break. And when we come back, ammo. Let me tell you about ammo when we continue. All right. Let's continue here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show, our 6 p.m. hour. Iverson Jackson is here. Paul Calvert is here. Artie would have been here, but someone called in sick. Oh. And when you're the owner and somebody calls in sick and it happened to be an important position, you got to keep your business going, so you, got, you go in and fill in. You they didn't be, have a government substitute to come in. They did not. Oh, oh, oh he man. did not. Come on. No, didn't get, didn't get that. Uh, you think RD would want that government no, substitute? No, he would not. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, so let, let's talk about this. Anybody who's a hunter, or you know, a pling shooter, or whatever, uh, has noticed one: not a lot of ammunition is out there. And number two. It's uh, like really expensive. Yeah, a couple of boxes of birdshot for a twelve gauge now can cost you. I mean, we're talking fifty slugs can cost you fifty dollars. Wow, that's expensive. That is. That's really. Exp- I can remember when it was like three dollars a yeah. box. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at uh, you know fifty bucks. I was talking to somebody was buying for duck uh, for a, for a duck hunter, mm-hmm. and they said, yeah, it's uh, here's it two a, boxes. That, two boxes. That steel shot's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Two boxes, but it's going to cost you forty nine ninety eight. That's what it cost them. So anyway, just know that. Now, why is that happening? Well, so, some it's of called the, some supply of this, and demand. Some yeah. of this stuff, I think, because you've got new gun owners that are out there, especially for pistol ammo and things like that. You got new gun owners that are that have been kind of woken up um, by um, by some of the, the the distress that is that our country is going through, and they, what is it seven seven million new gun owners in the, in the country? Is that what they're saying? There's what is it seven million new gun owners in the country? Yeah, right that's now? A, that's the number I've got here. Seven million new shooters since March. Since March, uh, take that times two boxes or fifty rounds a box, which is a conservative estimate, is seven hundred million new rounds of ammunition. 
that factories have to help produce, that is impossible to do in nine months. Now, that's according to Vista Outdoors president of ammunition, Jason Vanderbrink. And uh, he's been trying to squash rumors because there are people on the Internet uh, in the Second Amendment community, particularly online, talking about Vista Outdoors. Uh, that is the parent company of Federal, Remington, CCI, and Spear Ammunition. Mm. Some have said that Vista Outdoors has ceased manufacturing ammo altogether, while others have insisted the company is picking and choosing who to sell ammo mm. to. And uh, this is the president of that company saying, that is bullpucky. Yeah. Well, so the thing is, so manufacturers have to kind of guess at what the projected, um, they have to make projections about, about what the sales will be over the next year or so or whatever it is. And so they, they, they try to make a determination and then they, then they set up their tooling and, and such mm-hmm. to manufacture that ammunition. Okay, yeah. so let's do basic econ 101. Mm-hmm. We gave everybody 7 million new shooters couple boxes of ammo mm-hmm. per 700 million new rounds and uh, factories uh, just don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to, to make up. 700 million well, rounds <clears throat> since march now let's let's go a little deeper here mm-hmm. this is how do you make a pencil you know mm-hmm. kind of thing not only does the company have to find and hire manufacturing employees mm-hmm. but the employees have to be trained and materials have to be sourced right which what you're referring to on top of that, the company is dealing with the uh, Wuhan uh, virus pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. So you tie all of that in together, and you'll see that indeed we're making the ammunition. Indeed, we're shipping the ammunition. We're, we're not storing it in secret warehouses, he said. He said that all three of the plants are producing ammo as quickly as possible. Vanderbilt stated the company has produced more hunting ammo especially 30-06, this year than ever before, and that they're doing their best to keep up with demand. The other calibers they are seeing a high demand for are 22 long mm. and 9 millimeter. According to Vandermilt, the Vista, Vista Outdoors has never seen such a high demand for 9 millimeter than they are right now. Right. And so so for so if we have Got 30 se- seconds. 7 million new, new shooters out there, maybe they want to buy a couple boxes, but for every one of those, there might be four or five regular gun guys that say, you know what, this yeah. country's kind of under distress right now. I'm going to go out and buy 10 boxes or yeah, 20 yeah. boxes. Something to think about. And All so right. there's, there's a demand increase. Should not come there. as a surprise that there is an ammo shortage. It happens every few years, especially during a presidential election. Join me after the news with Iverson and Paul, and we're going to talk further about this here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue after the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're talking ammo. Why is there a shortage? Well, first of all, shortages typically occur right before and after presidential elections. Let me give you a couple examples. Back in 2012, when President uh, Trump uh, was, uh, was it 12 that he was elected? No, 16. 16. Okay, so let's go back to 16. Second Amendment loving Americans were uh, concerned about the possibility of who? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. So what did they do? 
Well, they bought guns and stocked, stocked up on ammo. What did they do when Obama was president? They bought guns and they, um, you know, bought ammo. And in fact, uh, President Obama was named uh, Second Amendment Salesman of the Year <laughs> while he was, uh, you know, in the presidency. Well, the same thing happened this year that happened in 16, in part because of the Biden-Harris ticket, yeah. but also because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it was a double whammy. Americans yeah. spent more time outside hunting, fishing, and recreating. And guess what? In order to bag a buck, typically you need ammo, assuming you're using a firearm. Every month we've seen record-breaking new numbers of gun owners. In order for those folks to feel confident in their ability to protect themselves, they're buying ammo and hitting the range. Yes, sir. They are also keeping a stash for self-defense. While it can often feel frustrating to not see ammunition in stock, give the guys making the ammunition a break. Uh, They're working hard to meet demand. I mean, have you not seen the signs up around here in in, uh, Little Rock? Remington's hiring. Yep, you might, you, you might consider yes, the job. And I'm looking. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm on. To be honest, with you, I work during the morning during this show yeah. and a little bit extra. But I'm looking at uh, putting in my application over there, maybe picking up a gig over there. Oh. Hey, you know, that's something to think about. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe do uh, 25 hours a week. Yeah, you get a discount they, on your ammo. They pay better than 15 dollars an hour. <laughs> I'm telling you that much. All right. So anyway. Uh, they're running on all cylinders in the middle of a pandemic that frequently shuts down manufacturing plants and warehouses. And it's also a great reminder to be prepared and buy your ammo so you won't be out when things get scarce. So so are ammunition plants uh, essential? I think that they are. Of course they are. Maybe the government, the government might not think so. Well, there you go. So blue it's... states probably don't think so. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why, 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 why is an ammunition plant essential? That, that's that's the thing is that government should not have Who the authority to determine that. that. Right. Whoever's and, in power. Whoever's and, in power. Government should not have that kind of authority. That's just the thing is that are we a free country mm-hmm. or not? You know, go back to you said <clears throat> more people were hunting. Yes. Why? Because they had time off. Yeah. <laughs> and they can get out. They, it's they one of the few out. things they can do and. I don't. I I didn't hear anybody tell me that a game warden walked up to him while they were up in the tree, in the stand, saying, uh, "You're not you wearing wear a your mask." mask. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. But I do see people walking down the street by themselves with a mask, mask on, on, or yeah. driving in a car with no one else in the car with mask mm-hmm. on. Do you know it's it is illegal right now in California, even with a mask on, to go out and do your morning or your afternoon or your evening run. Uh, yeah. You cannot uh, yes. run. Free in California, wow. even with a mask on. You know, Outside. we just finished talking to Senator okay. Garner, and, and and the thing that we have to be aware of here is we think that could never happen here. Anything can happen anywhere. All you have to do is just go to sleep there, for a few there, minutes. Yeah, you're right about that. So many different things. How how many would how many people how many of us would have guessed twenty years ago that some of the stuff that's mainstream now would have ever been considered some, mainstream some of, yeah so yeah i mean some some of the stuff that like 20 years ago would you have guessed that that, that they might literally be starting to think that uh, allow men to swap in and go to the women's prison because they decided to switch genders wow i mean wh- how many <laughs> you're of us already talking you're talking about my last story that I mean, i'm going to tell how, you how about many that? of us would have that's would part have, of what probably 
part of what caused Ammo sales to go up. Too. How, how many of us would have guessed that sort of thing, or 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 that just some of that notion? That, but back to Reagan, you know, just just go to sleep for one generation, and and you could lose it. Freedom all. is one generation. One generation will be lost. Parents yep. have neglected to teach their children. Yeah, and and you know what's bad animals. about it is that today our parents are allowing their schools. To circumvent everything they're teaching at home for oh, the yes. most part. No. Yeah. And and do it willingly. Yes. Because they're so busy. They're on the they're on the treadmill trying to pay for two cars, three cars, mm-hmm. a big, big house that they probably don't so need. So we may, may need to go back to a little bit of a more well, simple that's lifestyle. Right. A modest life. And yeah. put our real well, you know, get our priorities back well, in check. You, you look at the cost of housing has gone up. Part of it is because housing has become really, really nice. Yeah, houses are expensive. New houses are expensive. They're also 2,000 square feet or 2,500 square feet. They're not modest homes anymore, a lot of the homes no. that are being built. And part of it is is the, one of the things, as a landlord, I would like to be able to provide low-cost housing available for tenants. I've got a few. But the fact is that there's not very much available that are that's low-cost. Nope. You, you can't hardly find anything, I think, that's that's even kind of halfway decent for less than, what, five or 600 bucks a month? But I would like to provide low cost housing where someone doesn't have to pay five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Um, Are you thinking about building some tiny houses? I would can like to build some tiny houses. Five hundred dollars a month? Yeah, you can. You, well, wow. I mean, I've got some that are that cheap. Yeah, okay. but and less. But but the thing is that, that I would like to provide some tiny homes, whether they're apartments or maybe even standalones, that, that I could rent for a couple hundred bucks a month. And I, I, I think I could do it, and I could make money on it, and it doesn't require government to impose new regulations. But government needs to get out of my way. How about buying up some land and building a big parking lot, and they can rent a car? It doesn't drive. It's on bricks, just, just but, you know, sleep. they can sleep at night. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you what. It's I'm that's just, an ideal. Hey, I'm just hey, saying. That's, hey, a, that's hey, an ideal. Hey, you know, Abraham lived in a tent for a lot of his life as he was as he was. Um, I don't know him ever he moving lived in to a, a house all, all his life. life. And, so, and so that's the, th- that's the thing is that, that, you know what? A car is a quite a bit better shelter than a tent. Most time. No, Sometimes. no, about that. I well, well, pretty good Their tents were pretty tents cool back Yeah, they then. were. Right, they but, were. but you know, in a, in a pretty driving rainstorm, I think I'd rather be in the car. It depends on how you set it up. Well, there, there are some good tents out there. I agree with you. I've, I've, I've had a, Some of us have had I've, to be I've, in them quite a bit. I've had a tent that you could just about set in a ditch with the water running around you, and it'll... Just almost float with you. Yeah, but you got to figure out how to do it. I mean, there's sure. there's ways of doing a tent where you put down uh, some material sure. and then it that channels the water. Yeah, and know, then the yeah, stuff yeah. comes down the side, side like a yurt or whatever right. ties yeah, off can, on the bottom. You can make things a good of that tent. nature. Yeah, right. Takes a lot longer to set it up. Right. I will you tell can, you, you can that make much. So, they do make some good tents out there. They'll take driving rain and snow and whatever else. And, and the thing is, so that people should have the rights and the liberty to choose. To live in a tent if they want to, or a car, or let's let's go back to the ammo. Yeah, yeah, are we safer now with more ammo sales, or are we in more danger? They're still taking our rights away, aren't they? Yeah. So, so does that is that bode good for us as a nation that 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 ammo sales are going up? Does that say to us that that revolutionary spirit it's is still alive? No, it's in. Well, it's or, a, what does it say? It says that people buy ammo, they buy guns with no intention of ever using it. But if they're pushed to it, might, might. they might? I they think might. that's that's a plus. And, and so that I, at least I would you, agree with at that. At least you are are you are getting prepared to say if to it say, comes down to it, right? You know, and, and, I haven't been pushed that far yet. 
But if it comes down to it, I, I, I'll, I'll make a stand. And, and some of this is going to be interesting to see because we'll see if the, like, if the ATF decides to go ahead and ban these brace pistols and pistol braces because there's a lot of people out there that have those. So, I, they, and and I, so they can get and carry that brace. And, and so it's, and it's, the, the thing is that this might be a test. So it, let's say the ATF does go ahead and, and pass that and say, well, you have to turn this thing in or, or pay us a big $200 tax stamp or whatever it is, and people just say no. Now, what, what about at the same time that we see ammo sales, gun sales going up, you see more and more law enforcement people leaving the law enforcement. Says a lot. Uh, it says a lot. So it's it's not just a revolutionary thing, but you have to protect yourself more. Well, now. when you're in a job and they're telling you that you can't do your job, and in fact, if you do your job, they're probably going to take you to court, and they mm-hmm. might put your fanny in jail for what they concern. Uh, their concern they is, might. is you know, and we've got unreasonable so many, force. So, so much of law enforcement works for city governments, and city governments are, are overwhelmingly left leaning communist socialist type cesspools basically of of, of foolishness so city dwellers then are going to have to wake up they do need to wake up those people that are dwelling in cities i mean the city of little rock needs to wake up yeah we shouldn't be surprised if good police officers decide to quit their jobs no no that they are Quitting and retiring. A guy, well, a guy at church thing, yesterday was telling me about he knows so many. He's here in Little Rock. They're having oh all kinds of problems. Well, and so, and so we shouldn't be surprised when corruption problems become worse among police departments because so many of them are employed by by these stupid socialist, communist, cesspool city city governments. Well, and so, the problem is, is that you've got these governments, as you're saying, mm-hmm. that are passing laws uh, that are making it impossible, impossible. to do your job. And uh, I know a lot of people who will take less money if they're respected yes. at their job than are paid more money and treat it like dirt. And right now, police officers, for the most part in our our society, in a, in a large uh, sense, are treated like dirt. Yeah. And when the city's got city governments and state governments who are, else are, are starting to make these police officers impose these stupid laws, like how many police officers – don't like having to force the enforce these stupid seatbelt laws yeah. or these other things that I ain't going to do that job if I have to if I have to do this for the government. I mean, may, maybe they signed up because they wanted to help protect their fellow man's rights, and but government tells them, well, you have to enforce this stupid law that's going to make us money. Okay, so 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 they go and find a, an honorable job instead. I think there's there's some discretion you know, with that example there. Cause there is some, but I think sometimes they're kind of told, well, you've got to enforce this, or we need to. Yeah, and how do you enforce that, though? Well, That's you might say, you're not writing enough tickets yeah, you're not writing and, about tickets. that. Right. You, know, you so, might get that. But, I, you know, I get irritated, and I hear it in my own family, in fact, where, you know, everybody wants to complain about, you know, the cops do this, the cops do that, and... Uh, just this weekend, that was a discussion mm-hmm. with my family, and I finally said, wait a second here. You know, I'm sitting here listening to you guys complaining that this cop does this and this cop does that. I'm going to tell you what, that's the minority of mm-hmm. police officers Absolutely. that you're talking about right now. Most cops do exactly what we asked them yep. to do. So, you know... 
until I leave, I don't want to hear another word about that. Yeah. And I am the patriarch, Phil. <laughs> and the discussion is. Are you ends Big Daddy Dave? I am Big Daddy Dave. <laughs> Just like I get uh, some members of my family are have, have at times become conspiracists and get into the whole thing about talking about, well, the federal government. You know, they're the ones that pulled off 9-11. And I just look at them when they say something like that. And I said, let me, I'm going to ask a question. And they know, oh, dad's going to ask a question. And here's the question I ask. Our, our government can't keep anything a secret. <laughs> they can't keep anything yeah. a secret. And you expect one of the biggest terrorist attacks that was ever, you know, perpetrated on the American people to be kept a secret? Oh, please. No. It ain't happening. There might be a few people in government that are that corrupt, but but are they actually competent enough to pull that off? Well, that's the case, but the case is, again, being corrupt and being able to keep the corruption hidden, totally different story. Somebody uh, would say something. You would think, or... You know, for, I mean, you think about for government, our government, what, what would there be to gain from some from an act like that. I don't see anything the that oil. could be gained. It was oh, the oil, yeah. don't you? Don't come on, Iverson. Don't you? <laughs> it's the oil. That's always the the whole thing. Okay, so we'll come back. We'll continue our discussion here. I'm just telling you what it's like in my family. Might be like this for you and your family. Not everybody thinks the same. No. Even though you're the papa, good. you teach them right. They can still think wrong. Yeah. It's Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with your final segment for this Monday. Tomorrow, uh, I'll be on with you. The uh, Bible Guys will also be here at uh, 7 o'clock. If you have a Bible Guy question, send it to Guys at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R.com. Pastor Stewart will not be here. He's on vacation for the next two weeks. So uh, you won't hear from him, but uh, Steve will be here as well as Billy. Both of them will be here in uh, uh, the the studio to talk about uh, your questions. All right, Rand Paul, article from Rand Paul today. This from the uh, Post Millennial uh, website, which is a great website. If you don't go there, you need to go read some of their articles. Uh Senator Rand Paul gave an exclusive interview to Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe uh, on Sunday, and he talked at length about the issue of face masks. The two of them were together at the Turning Point USA annual youth get-together where Paul was a keynote speaker. Marlowe commented about Paul's speech that same day, mentioning that as far as current lockdown rules and mask mandates, Quote, you broke it down in a very clear way. Talk to us about that, unquote. And here's what the senator said. It'd be one thing if we were told you have to give up your liberty. You have to give up your freedom. We're going to save your life. But what if you have to give up all your freedoms and they're wrong on the science? Question. Every one of the mandates, and you look in country after country, state after state, you look at when the mass mandates went in. The incidents went up exponentially after the mandates. Restaurants, nobody can eat in a restaurant. There's no science behind any of that. The trajectory of the virus 
hasn't been altered at all by any of these things. I think the vaccine will. And this is why I really despise people like the CNN doctor, Sanjay Grupa, uh, who I think is committing television malpractice by saying, quote, oh, your mask is a much better thing than the vaccine, unquote. Well, no, it isn't. The uh, masks aren't working at all. The thing's going through the roof and people are dying. It's like wearing your underwear. You might as well cut your underwear up and wear your underwear as protection. It doesn't work. Besides being a U.S. Senator, Rand Paul has a medical degree from Duke University. He's a practicing uh, ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. Uh, Referring to young people going through this pandemic, Paul comment this. This is a great statement. What are they asked to give up? They're being asked to give up their graduation from high school, their graduation from college, their wedding, and if they're not careful, it's going to be their five-year wedding anniversary or their 10-year wedding anniversary. We're still going to be wearing masks. And so I think... Masks, he says, are about submission. Control. Absolutely. And so I think one of the problems that, that can actually cause mask mandates to increase spread is that Okay, so government puts out a mask mandate, and then people that are vulnerable go out and, and, and circulate more. They get out and they go to the grocery store, maybe they go to church, they go to some other events, and the masks aren't helping. Or maybe they're just, maybe they, maybe they reduce transmission by 5%, but these people who are very vulnerable get out three times as much. But here's, here, here's, and so, here's so they literally might cause a greater spread. Here's an issue. If you mandate the mask... Where are the uh, specifications for the mask? That's right. right. There are no specifications. Back to the underwear <clears throat> thing. Right. If you get any type of piece of a rag and just call it a mask, mm-hmm. really, well, no uh, specifications. Well, uh, but, but now they say, for instance, I flew to uh, Florida a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. You can't. I had. I bought a couple of masks because my wife got all freaked out because my brother died. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted some new masks. And I bought these really expensive masks. I, I thought they were expensive. They were $20 each. Uh, and, really expensive. Uh, <laughs> and I showed up at the airport. You know what they told me? You can't wear it. Can't wear it. Not did, good enough. Did it have a valve on it? Yes. Wait a minute. Oh. It's not good enough? It's not good enough. Yeah, they had a valve on it. So it had so a valve it, it on wasn't. it. Even though the air was going through charcoal. Yeah. To so, filter out the, so the, the, the valve is to make it easier so, for you to breathe so, out. So yeah. I'm holding up my mask here. My, my is that it. just cloth? Yeah, it's just cloth. Okay, yeah. well then you're cool. Yeah, you're okay. If it's got any mm-hmm. kind right, of... So you, uh, you, you had a mask that was protective to you. Yes. Because you're a vulnerable individual. My sister's the same way, so she flies quite so, a bit. So you had to go back to the, you know, the little uh, cheap, I stupid to carry my, mask. I happen to have my little the blue, blue one. I put that on. That was cool. Right, and so so my my sister flies a lot, and she had the same problem. So she's got she's on she has a kidney trans, transplant. She has she's on um, anti rejection meds sure. all the time. So it's it's a it's a, an, a she's an immunocompromised person. She's in good health, but she had the same thing happen with her. She had a, a mask, a good a decent quality mask with a little valve on the side of it, and they made her put on one of the cheap little stupid yeah. ones. But the thing wow. is, she's not wearing it for other people's protection. She's wearing it for her own protection yeah, right. because. She's an, a she's a, a vulnerable 
person. She needs the protection. So do we do we not have enough uh, thirty seconds enough guys. information now where Congress, along with the stimulus package, could say something about what a specification what not a real mask Look, exactly because they, they got all these government uh, you know departments and they'll let them say it so they're not held accountable. accountable of having to vote on something like that say that the mask really doesn't work iverson jackson thanks for coming by anytime you like coming here don't you (laughs) you like coming here paul calvert thank you uh rg we hope that you're doing all right a merry christmas same thing to jan morgan she wasn't able to come today bottom line uh, we'll be back on monday see you after christmas have a merry christmas happy new year uh and i will be back uh tomorrow at 6 a.m it's terrific. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Cause no matter-